This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Before we go on to read the text for this morning, if you are here, maybe all week you have heard new. Or the word new has jumped out to you, maybe since the beginning of this service. I know I'm supposed to pray with you. Please step forward. I'm going to pray with those people, and then I want to pray also with, if you are here and you know that you need the Lord to fix something. Fixing and then new, those two words have been highlighted since the service started. I know I'm supposed to pray with you. Do, I, do we have those people here? I want you to come to the front. I will just pray with you, and then we can go into the message new 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 or brand new the lord has been flashing it before you flashing it he's been saying new new you might not know what he's saying i believe as i pray with you you begin to understand you begin to understand and you know the direction to go you know what to do in the name of jesus father in the name of jesus i pray for these three in um, up front here lord i commit them all into your care and i ask in the name of jesus i ask for the five of them, O oh God, I ask in the name of Jesus that that which you have spoken to them, I declare it becomes activated now in the name of Jesus. I declare that access is granted to them to begin to step into that new, to begin to see, behold, and begin to live it out, flesh it out, the new that you are saying to them, that grace, Lord, the capacity to come into the new, to appreciate the new, to like the taste of the new new the new wine for some of them it will not taste like the old one that grace that capacity to like it to want it to to desire it not to miss the old lord i release upon them in the name of jesus i release them into the newness oh god of life that you have and you have ordained for them even in this season in the name of jesus i declare almighty god that they do not they are not uncomfortable with the new they are not uncomfortable like stepping into new shoes lord i receive grace for this one so god to move to work and work in this new newness oh god and be and enjoy it in the name of jesus i declare lord grace is released upon them grace is released upon them grace is released least upon them for as many as are here lord and you need to fix something something broken something damaged something out of place lord in the name of jesus i stand with them and i ask in the name of jesus that everything that is broken down is hereby fixed is hereby repaired it begins to function again better than it used to function before in the name of jesus the mouth of the enemy is shut concerning you in the name of jesus that self-condemnation is shut concerning you in the name of Jesus. You are rise in strength. You are rise in boldness in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord. I, I thank you, Lord, for what you have done. That which is completed already, even now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please go to your seats. Amen. Let's stand. We will read from Acts 11. We are reading 39 all the way to Hebrews. Uh, did I say Acts? Hebrew. Hebrews 11. Reading four verses. And then we'll look at the four verses. 11 from 39 all the way to Hebrews 2 of, uh, no, um, Hebrews 12 verse 2. 39 all the way to verse 2 of Hebrews 12. It says, 
Are we there? Let's read from the screen. It says, And all this, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask this morning that indeed you will speak to our hearts as we go into these four verses in the name of Jesus. Open up, Lord. Open up your hearts to us. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Instruct in the name of Jesus. Instruct. Instruct this evening, this morning, in the name of Jesus. Help us to hear you loud and clear in the name of Jesus. Let us arise with strength out of this place, O God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have your seats. All right, so um, thank God for how far we have come with this topic, gleanings from Hebrews 11. We have dwelt, you know, on this chapter for a very long time, and the Lord has been gracious to us. Um, I'll start from verse 39. Verse 39, as we said in the last, um, towards the end of the last service, it says here that all of them, all of these people obtained good testimony through their faith. God looked at them and said to them that he was pleased with them. But the concluding part of it says they did not receive the promise. We want to ask ourselves and maybe um, look deeper. Why didn't they receive the promise? Because we think that they received the promise. We looked at some of them. The Bible says that some of them put to flight um, 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 strong armies. Some of them received their dead brought back to life. Some of them were blessed with children. Some of them came into inheritances. You know, some of them had prophecies fulfilled. And we tend to think, you know, they've received the promise. But the scripture says to us here, they did not receive the promise. They didn't receive the promise. There was something that was not handed out to these people, all of them. It says all this, and that's all this. The statement, the two statements behind it, that all this is about how am I saying this now? This statement, having obtained a good testimony through faith, is for all the people, right? The two camps that we looked at earlier on. We looked at two camps. The fact that some people trusted God, they were in faith, and they received what they wanted the Lord to do for them. We looked at the second camp from 35 verse 35b all the way to verse 38. Those ones did not receive what they trusted the Lord for. Some of them were, were beaten, were imprisoned. Some of them were killed. Some of them wandered around not having clothes to wear. They didn't have homes. You know, they didn't enjoy family. A lot of bad things, quote and unquote, happened to them. But the Bible says these two categories of people, the two of them, God testified of them that they were in faith. And then number two, the scripture says both of them, these two categories, did not receive the promise. So we want to ask ourselves, what promise did they not receive? Because we think that they received some promise. They received some reward. But the scripture is saying to us here, to you and I, that see, they did not receive the promise. Whatever thing you think they received is not the promise. Can you say that to yourself? Whatever thing they receive is not the promise. 
is not the promise. I just say it is not the ultimate promise. It is not the ultimate reward. There was something beyond that. They received something, no doubt. But God is saying, see, the ultimate has not even been given to these people. Of course, all the people we read about are people that lived in the Old Testament times. Let's read verse 14 now. Verse 14 says, this is the reason they didn't receive all. He said, God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be... Can we have the NLT translations, please, of this 39 and 40, please? It says, not one of these people, aha, you can see now, not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary. Don't you just love this already? It's breaking it down. It says, not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. Not one of them. This is verses 39 and 40 together. It said, not one of them got a hold of what God promised. He said, God had a better plan for us that their own faith and our faith would come together to make one, to make, will come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. The scripture says that these people did not receive the ultimate reward of their faith. They did not receive the ultimate promise of their faith. Whatever thing they trusted God for, believed God for, whatever thing we think they received and they did not receive, the Lord is saying to you that not a single one of them got all that I intended for them because God had a better plan because of those of us that came afterwards. And I dare say to you, this is talking, it says, it says here, God had a better plan for us. That better plan is the Lord Jesus. All of these people entered into heaven, not receiving. All of them, the scripture says, the prophets of old, they looked, they, they, they longed to see the day that Jesus will come, but they did not get it. So all of these people entered into heaven. All of these people died and left the earth. Whether they got some form of results or they did not get anyone at all. All of them left here still longing. There was a better reward in their hearts. Every single one of them. The Jephthah, the Gideon, the Barak, all of those people that we think that they got something. They went with a longing in their hearts because the prophecies were already released. That the Lord Jesus will come. That man will become reconciled back to God. Amen. That... The, the blood of bulls and animals that they have been using since to become, become connected to God wasn't getting the work done. And the Lord gave them a promise. Gave them a promise that the Messiah would come. These people went, quote and unquote, you know, went into heaven, um, left the earth, exited the earth, not seeing that promise. That promise was given to them that the Messiah would come. But you and I have that. The scripture says that God had a better plan because of us. God did not want them to come into a, a, a translation says the, 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 the reward for the race, the gift for the race will not be given until the race is completed. God had you had an eye in mind. It was like a marathon that they were on. They were just the first leg. You understand what I'm saying? They started out first. And so when the first runner, or maybe you have a race, a relay race of like four people, and then two people have done, do they give reward or do they give award of the, four, the best gifts to anybody? No. They wait for all four of them to complete it. They wait for the four of them to complete it, and then they can now say the reward is given. So that's the kind of thing that God did with these people. The, the, and what the Lord is saying 
by this verse 14, 39 and 40, saying to us that these people did not receive a promise is to make us understand that see, the real reward of your faith is in the salvation of your soul that comes through the person of the Lord Jesus alone. So all these acts of faith that you and I will exercise, everything is geared towards at the end of the day, we want to appear before the Lord as having been saved eternally. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? So the scripture says every time you, you step out in faith, you are building up something unto that final day. When the eternal reward, which is the salvation of your soul, the salvation of my soul, we will eventually accomplish it. And that is why we can't rest on our hoas right now. You can't say you have achieved. You can't say you want to take a rest because we have something in mind. Amen. The scripture says here, none of them got the promise. Because the promise is that the Lord Jesus will come and they will experience the days of Jesus. These people did not experience it. Even you and I that are experiencing it, we are experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are experiencing the days of the supernatural and the miraculous. But there is still a longing and there must be a necessity remain a longing in your heart and in my heart for that time when we will meet with the Lord. For that time when the Lord will come back, when he will return back and that is part of what keeps us on our toes on as we continue on this journey to say there is no rest i'm not stopping i'm not waiting amen because there is something that you are longing for and we will see in verse 1 of hebrews 12 it says to us it says one says you are surrounded by a so great a cloud of witnesses verse 2 says you have to keep doing what looking to jesus because this journey will not be completed here is finally going to get completed when we see our Savior, when we see our Lord and our Master. Until that time, we will keep pressing in, we will keep trusting, we will keep believing. So there is a dimension of your faith. There is a dimension of the reward of your faith that you get in, right now in the sweet by and by. There is a dimension of it that all of us will come into together. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? As we see the Lord Jesus. And between now and that time, we are encouraged to keep our focus on the Lord. We are encouraged to keep our portion in the Lord and not allow anything take it away from you. Amen. The Bible says concerning Esau that because he did not value what belonged to him, he didn't value his portion, he didn't value his inheritance, he allowed it to be taken away. The scriptures is saying to you and I, people have entered in. And a man of God said, these people had candlelight and they made it to heaven. You and I have the sun of righteousness shining down upon us. You know, our own case should be way different from theirs. Don't you agree? All these other people did not have the Holy Spirit. They did not have scriptures. They did not have the gathering together of believers. Jesus had not come. So they, they did not even get to know Jesus as their Savior and as their Lord. But they made it to heaven. Amen. They went through the challenges of life that came across their path. When it was easy, when it was difficult, when they got results, when some other people did not get results, they, at the end of the day, they got the commendation of God. They got the commendation of God. They made it to heaven. We can say they had candlelight. They didn't have sufficient light. You and I, the Bible says the sun of righteousness is shining down on us, right? We have light. We have light. Light is on the increase. Knowledge of God is on the increase. Amen. People, we, we, we have the capacity, or not the capacity, the opportunity of knowing God in these days. Regina will say you are as close to God as you want to be. 
Nobody is disturbing anybody. Amen. You are as close. Say, I am as close to God as I want to be. You are the deciding factor. You decide it. If you want to be very close, it's your decision. God is available for you. If you want to just be doing hello high with the Lord, not too close, because if I'm too close now, you know, allow me to do all the bad things or, you know, I want to do. It is left to you. But you are as close to him as you want to be because we have everything. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the scriptures. The grace of God is available. Knowledge is increasing every day. So really, if we, are not, if we do not become all that God has intended for us to become, then we will have ourselves to blame. These people with the little that they had made it. They made it, they got the commendation of God. That is what you and I are, you know, um, that is part of what we should be on the lookout for as we go through life. So the scripture says to us in verse, in, in verse, 30, verse 39, yes, that these people did not receive the promise because there is a level, there is a portion, a part of that promise that God kept back. A part of that portion, we have experienced it, but not even the fullness of it yet. The fullness of it we will experience when we see Jesus. Jesus will appear again in the clouds. He's coming back again. There is a second coming of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, for Christ lives in me. The life which I live in the flesh, I live by the... By the, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The life you are living now should be lived to please the Lord. Should be lived to please the Lord, such that at his appearing, we can be glad. At his appearing, we will not be ashamed that we have done lesser than is expected of us to do. These people did not have so much, but they were able to make it. They were able to get the commendation of God. The Lord is saying, I have kept their reward. I did not allow them to come into their, into their full rest. They did, they did um, um, I am receive their full reward. I kept it back because I have you people in mind. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the race being fully completed and then everybody can have what they have longed for which is eternal salvation salvation of my soul when at the end of it all I am with God amen because we know that there will be a new heavens and that is not my message this morning I can't even preach it yet there's going to be a new heavens amen there's going to be a new earth the Lord is coming there's going to be a, a, a one million a millennial reign of Jesus Christ we've heard about it before right all of these things at times sound like they are stories but these are the things that God has prepared for you and I Jesus went is coming back again and he's coming back to reign on the earth with his elect he's coming back to reign with you and I and what he's saying right now is qualify yourself I have qualified you, but you have your own part to do. You know, do your own part. Stretch yourself so that you can become part of... Right now, we have some people that are cloud of witnesses so that you also can become that. You can join them at the end of the day. It doesn't come cheaply. It doesn't come by us, by us just living and doing what is the minimum requirement. It comes by you accepting that this life that you have in Jesus is not for joke. God is not a joker. God is serious, serious about your, about your destiny, he's serious about your purpose in life, he's serious about the assignment he has called you to, he's serious about everything that he wants to achieve in your life. How serious are you taking your life? How seriously are you taking what the Lord has been saying to you? 
the scripture says these people did not receive the fullness of the promise because the Lord has kept it for you and I. Amen. Verse um, 1 of um, Hebrews 12 says to us, the way to go about this thing, he says we are surrounded with a cloud of witnesses, a great cloud. He said we need to lay aside every weight, lay aside every sin, everything that will tempt us, everything that will make us draw back, everything that will not make us run as fast as we should, that will not make us, you know, um, you know be, be, be committed to the Lord as you should. And oftentimes we know these things. I'm not going to dwell on this this morning, but I want you to, I just wanted to reckon with it that one of the ways that we stay in the race of life is as one, we lay down things that you know are disturbing you. And I, I know that these things are, they can be quite difficult for us at times because there are things that you might enjoy. This might not be for everybody, but if you are here and you know there are things, the scriptures talk about um, Moses. That's the, Hebrews 11, 24 to 26. He talked about something, he said something about, he, he decided to, um, he embraced the reproach of Egypt rather than enjoying the fleeting ple- pleasures of, no, he, he embraced the reproach of being a people of God rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of Egypt. These things, they are fleeting. Fleeting means it's passing away. It's transient. It does not last. Amen. Even though if you look at our own lives, there's a, you, you might think it lasts, but if you compare it in the light of eternity, even the totality of your life here is small compared to eternity. So you can understand when it says it's fleeting. It's fleeting, meaning it's passing away. It's transient. It's for a very short period. We agree that it is pleasurable to us. But the scripture is saying there are sins that easily beset us, they are, they, are, they are entanglements that easily beset you and I. They are things that are family. The enemy is family. He knows us. He knows some of the things that you love, but will stand against your destiny. These things are sweet. These things are pleasurable. But you know that these things are not helping. The scripture says, lay them aside. Divorce them. Separate them away from you. Because they have an agenda. And the agenda is that you will not be able to run your race as as you should run it. It says, lay it down. And then, focus on the Lord Jesus. And this laying down of sin, laying down of entanglements, these things are things we will continually do. Something attaches itself to you today you are able to recognize it and you cut it off from yourself. You lay it down. You divorce it. You keep on your journey. After a while, you realize you have something else as an entanglement, a snare. So it's not something we do once. This is something we keep doing. This is the work of faith. This is the race of faith. The way to stay in faith is that you keep checking yourself. You keep looking at yourself. You keep examining yourself to see if you are in the faith. And as you see little vines that will spoil, uh, little foxes rather, that will spoil the vine, sins, or some of them are not outright sins. Some of them are just indulgences. What did I call them? We indulge ourselves. Like eating, for instance, it's not a sin. It's a sin, but you know it can be an indulgence. When the Lord needs you to just focus on him for a while, or he says to you, you know, take, 
small, small portions. Because if you take it big, for instance, maybe you've been saying, God, I want to learn how to pray more. I want to learn that maybe you've decided I'll be praying at night. I'll be reading the scriptures. At night. And you know that once you have a bowl full of food, you are gone. So the, as in gone, as in slain, slept, you slept off. You are not able to achieve some of the things that will help you. The Lord says some of these things are not, they are not particularly sins. They are entanglements. Amen. They are indulgences. They are things that are pleasurable. Some of us, it is sleep. Sleep. They are pleasurable to our bodies, to our, our soul. We want more of it. Some people, it is accolade. You want to be praised. You want to be saluted. You want to be recognized. And all of those things, when it comes against, you know, what the Lord wants for us, there's a way we know the Holy Spirit is ever faithful. I know that about him, and I'm sure you also know, that he doesn't spare us. When he needs to stir up your conscience and let you know that you are going off track now. How many people has the, has the Lord, Holy Spirit done that for? That he will tell you, if you, as you are going off track, he will not allow you to even go far. He will begin to tell you. So when we are going off track, when we are allowing all these indulgences or you know, these things that can easily beset us, the Holy Spirit is faithful to echo it in our minds, to ring it in our minds, so that you take the necessary adjustment and you don't go too far. So he says to us here, he says, lay those things aside and then you look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. He says, Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. This verse 2 gladdens my heart in recent times. You know, since we started this topic and I've been looking at it, and I've come to get more more understanding from that verse 2. When I look at it now, it gladdens my heart. It says, Jesus is not supposed to just be an example to you and I. The same way we have like Moses, we have Abraham, we have Sarah. It's not just an example. It's not just an, it's not saying to us that Jesus, he said Jesus is, look to him, he is actually the author. The author is the, is the one that starts it. Author means one that brings something into existence. Amen. He's the one that births faith inside you and I. How did we come to have faith? It was through what Jesus did, right? What he did on the cross. We heard about it and then our faith was stirred up and released into what he did for you and I. He says, Jesus is not just an example. And thank God that, you know, he's not just an example like Sarah and Abraham. And he said, he's actually the author. He's the beginner. He's the originator. Your faith originates in him. Recognize him as that. And that is why he's saying, look unto him. We have not been told, true, as we've looked through the whole of um, Hebrews 11, you and I have not been called to look at Sarah. Even though it says, look to Sarah, your mother. But... Yeah, you have not been called to take your strength from Sarah. Amen. They can encourage you. You have not been called to take your, you know, you have not been told that your faith, the origin of it is inside Barak or inside Gideon or inside who again was mentioned to us, Jephthah. It says, no, Jesus is the originator of your faith and my faith. He's the one that brought it into existence. And usually what? gives birth to something, is what sustains that thing. So, chapter 12 is telling us all of these things that we've told you in chapter 11. All these examples of faith that we have showed to you. For you to remain in this race of faith, you need to keep looking to the originator of your faith. You need to keep looking at the one that started your faith. You might run a bit and then your faith or your focus gets shifted away from him. Return back. 
you might get sidetracked. He said, return back. Your focus must constantly be on Jesus. He says, Jesus is the author. He's the originator. He's the beginner of your faith. He said, he's also the finisher. The one that brings your, your faith and my faith into completion is Jesus. The one that gets you to the finish line is still leaning upon Jesus, looking upon Jesus, releasing our confidence in Jesus. That is what will get us to the finish line. He says, look to him. Look to him. Focus on him. Don't lose sight of Jesus. He's the one that started your faith. He's the one that is going to complete it. He's the one that is going to perfect. I think another translation says the perfecter of your faith. Faith does not perfect you and I. Please say that. Faith does not perfect you. It's Jesus that perfects us. And that is why he keeps saying, look to Jesus. He's the one from whom faith will emanate to you. He's the one that will sustain your faith. He's the one that will get you the, to the finish line. So he says, let's keep looking to Jesus. And that's why, you know, as we pray, what we've been called to do in, in life is to be found in the image of Jesus. We have not been called to be found in the image of Moses, in the image of any other person. He says, in the, be found in the image of Christ. Be built up like the Lord Jesus. He's our perfect example. He's our model. He's the one that supplies strength. He's the one that supplies the energy. He's the one that, he's the one that keeps us going in this race of life. Amen. So the, the, the conclusion of the whole matter is this verse 2 of Hebrews. This journey that started from Hebrews 10.35. From now, when you pick up your Bible to read from Hebrews 10, and you see the, 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 the writer of Hebrews telling them that, guys, you need to be strong. You cannot be lily livered. You cannot be drawing back. You, might, you, you cannot be saying, you know, when things are tough, you want to just leave your faith behind. No, he went ahead from that Hebrews 10, like 35, to encourage them, gave them scriptures, examples upon examples and at the end is finalizing everything in this verse too he's saying you have seen all these examples all of these people with their weaknesses some of them results some of them not getting results the scripture said none of them got everything all of them went you know close their eyes in death trusting god still about the eternal salvation of their souls. Amen. Trusting God still about that promise that was given in the Lord Jesus. And even though you and I are born again Christians as are today, we still aspire at the end of the day to behold his face eventually. At the end of time, when it is all said and done, when we've come to the end of life, to hear him say to us, well done, good and faithful servants. These things we might have been hearing it since we were small in church but the truth is it will happen there is an end to your life there is an end to my life it's either the lord jesus appears in the cloud and we get caught up with him or we close our eyes in death as some of these patriarchs have done some of our own loved ones too have done amen but there is an end until we get to that end our focus, our expectations must continually remain upon the Lord Jesus. It says to us, the only way to go about this is that you keep looking to him. 
you keep looking to him. You keep finding strength inside him. You keep reminding yourself that this journey did not start with you. Jesus started it for you. And he's the one that will complete it. And so we're not going in our own strength. We're not going in our own abilities. We know that faithful is he that started the work and he will complete it in us in Jesus' name. As I bring this message to a close, I just want to also mention a few things that we see in the lives of you know, um, those people that we looked at, verse 32 to 35. And that is the fact that one, faith will, will oftentimes sacrifice the present to have a better reward. We saw that in the lives of these people and I just want to you know, um, um, shine light on those. It says faith will oftentimes sacrifice the present to have a better future or a better reward. We've seen it in these people, especially the 35B to 38. Most of them did not get what they wanted. They had a bad present. They endured. They went through sufferings, difficulties, shames, you know, lack, not wanting, not having rather. But they went through it all, sacrificing their present. And you are called to the same. You are not different from them. You and I are called. There are times that you will need to sacrifice your present for something that is bigger in the future. Amen. We saw that in the life of Joseph. Joseph sacrificed, and people that have worked with God, you know, he sacrificed his presence. He couldn't even, you know, prove the point that he, he didn't have anything to do with Mrs. Potiphar. He was drummed into the prison. But a better future comes because, the, you know, there is, there is that confidence that I, I know whom I have believed in, and I know that it will come through for me at the end of the day. So you also might come to, you know, junctions in life where you need to forfeit your presence. I beg of you, I, I, I pray for you also, that the strength of God will be available for you when you come to such seasons in the name of Jesus. That you will not fail, you will not falter. You will remember that my faith is not only or always to enjoy the present. There are times I will need to let go of a good presence for a better future. Amen. The Bible says God was not ashamed to be called their God. God won't be ashamed to be called your own God too in Jesus' name. Amen. So the, uh, let's see 2 Corinthians 4, 17. I'll just write it down. It talks about the light afflictions that we go through. It says it has, you know, it can be compared to the weight of glory, eternal glory that will be ours later. I want us to remember that. Even the scripture says to us in verse 1 of Hebrews 12 that Jesus also was looking for to that weight of glory said for the joy that was set before him he endured the present for a better future he endured the present the grace to endure the presence is released upon you increasingly in the name of jesus amen number two oftentimes faith also will not focus on people it won't focus on things that we want to have the scripture says about these people that if they had considered where they are coming from, the children of Israel, they would have found a, a reason to go back, right, to Egypt. So they didn't consider things, they didn't consider people. Some of these people that we read about earlier on, the scripture says they endured scourges, beatings, imprisonments. So there are times your faith will lead you down a path where you will have a choice to make between looking at people or things that you want to have or looking at God. May you receive strength, courage to consistently look at God in the name of Jesus. To look at the sovereignty of God. That God, what do you want in this situation? Maybe I'm a James today and the Lord has decided he's not breaking me out of prison like he did for Peter. 
Are you going to look at things? Are you going to look at people? It says some of these people refused, you know, they, they refused to have some, their deliverance so that they can have a better reward. They refused some pleasures so that they can have a better reward. Moses refused some pleasures. There are times also you will refuse some pleasures. Pleasures it might be of, um, of whatever. It can be a pleasure of even your body wanting more sleep, wanting more, more, um, you know, what and what do, do our bodies love? Three things, if I can remember well. Food, um, okay, sex, and what? You said? Food. Sleep, yes. Sleep is the third one. So those are things that are really contend with us. These things battle with lives. They dare to battle with lives, as in they are, they are bold. Don't you think so? Food, sleep, enjoyment, or um, yes, emotional enjoyment. Those things wrestle with destinies of life, destinies of men, rather. They wrestle with our destinies. Those are some of the things that our, our human selves, we want. But you will need to say no. You will need to, to refuse those things. Faith, one of the things I learned very early in life, is that faith is also the ability to refuse. We refuse by faith. More often than not, you are told through faith you are to receive from God. But through faith, you refuse some things. You let go of some things. You say, if I, you say, if I perish, I perish. If I can't have these things, you know, the way God would want me to have it, let it not be. Let it stay. Let me live with the lack of it. Amen. May we be strengthened in our inner man in the name of Jesus. To say yes to God every time, to look at God every time, to embrace the sovereignty of God every time, to say not my will but your will be done every time, to say to the Lord, I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. I am not living for myself, I'm not living for my, for my pleasure, I'm not living to satisfy myself and these are strong battles that we go through. These are challenges that we go through. Me, myself, I'm talking to you as I'm, as I'm saying it. I'm being reminded of things. There are battles that we fight. Things that you want so badly. And you, you, can, you are saying that you can't have it God's way. If you can't have it God, God's way, you would have to let go of it. You would have to refuse. It says Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused it and it was all by faith. He used his faith to refuse what will not bring glory to the Lord. May you have strength and courage, stamina, backbone, to refuse what will not bring glory to God in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lastly, faith oftentimes will not focus on results. It won't focus on results. But it will focus on God. So faith, often if you look at results, we will miss it. That is what we see in the lives of these people that we've looked at today. Verse 32 all the way to 38 of Hebrews 11, we realized, especially the 35b to 38, we realized that these people, if they had looked at results, they wouldn't have been able to, you know, release their faith. So all, they say results is the name of the game. Not in all cases, my dears. It's not in all cases. Because in some cases, the Lord has drawn it so. That, quote and unquote, you will not see the results. People will not see the results. It will look like it is failure, but in actual fact, you have, you, have, you have received a commendation or you are receiving a commendation from the Lord. So faith at times will not look at results. It's not every time that results will be the name of the game. In some instances, you would have to look at God. 
and let go of the results. Amen. I want us to just bow our heads. I don't know what you have heard, you know, this, this particular session. But I would say to you, remember that Jesus is the author, is the perfecter, is the one that brings into completion your faith. Amen. Your faith has greater value, greater value than what you can have here on earth. Your faith is of a greater value. It is of a greater value. Let it sink into you. My faith is of a greater value. Irrespective of what I get, irrespective of what I don't get, irrespective of the kind of life I enjoy or the kind of life I don't enjoy, my faith is of a greater value than this present world. Our faith transcends. It goes beyond this present world, world of material things. It goes beyond it. It reaches out, reaches out into the heavens. It reaches out. It has more, more qualities of a greater value, greater quality than what is obtainable here on earth. And that is why we will look beyond people. We will look beyond things. We will look beyond results. Some of these people embrace death instead of embracing life. They embrace death. They chose to die instead. They're like, let me just die. Let me just go and meet with the Lord. Let me not, let me go not soiling my 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 record not not polluting my record not not deleting my record let me just just go and meet with the lord straight away if if that's the only the only thing that is left for me instead of remaining on earth and missing the mark i want you to pray that the lord will help you all that you have heard the lord will help you to recognize that it is as you look to jesus that your faith you, you, that you are perfected in life is the one that brings you to the end of your journey. Pray and make a commitment to the Lord afresh this morning. Let's remind our, ourselves again of our allegiance to the Lord. Let's remind ourselves of our allegiance to the Lord. Let's promise the Lord again and say, God, help me to fix my gaze upon you. Help me, oh God, to put my gaze upon you as I go through challenges of life, as I go through difficult situations situations or as I go through the pleasurable um, times is pleasurable seasons of this life as I have results. In fact, it's even tougher when things are going fine and God wants things to go fine for you and I. But at that time, you need the Lord more because that is the time it's easier to let go of the Lord. That is when it is easier to lose your focus and lose your gaze because everything is working out well. I want you to pray that the Lord will help you that through the thick and the thin your eyes will be upon the Lord Jesus. Ask the Lord to help you to strengthen your heart in the name of Jesus, that you will choose Jesus, even ahead of life. You will choose Jesus ahead of life. You will choose Jesus ahead of life. If it means embracing death in some areas, if it means saying no to some things, Lord, help us to find ourselves with strength, with courage, with stamina, to continually say yes to your will in the name of Jesus. Father, we pledge allegiance to you. In the name of Jesus, we pledge allegiance. I want you to go ahead, stand to your feet and pledge allegiance to the Lord again. Pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance, 
pledge allegiance with all of my heart, with all of my being. I will follow his command. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb again, to the Lamb that was slain on the cross of Calvary, to the Lamb that knew no sin but yet was made full of sin because of me. Oh Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for my sins, oh Lord. Thank you. Thank you for taking my place. Thank you for paying a prize, paying a debt that I could not pay. Lord, this life, let it be fully lived for you in the name of Jesus. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Can we take that song? I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my heart, with all my strength, I will live to honor His command. I pledge allegiance to to look into that song and mean that song from your hearts. Lord, this is all we can say to you at the end of this study, oh God. We will seek to honor your commands. We pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Our Father, this is our submission. This is the end of all matter. Having looked at this study on faith, having learned from all of these lives, coming finally to the injunction to look upon the Lord Jesus. Father, we ask that you will help each one of us. Like that man that came to Jesus and said, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, this morning also we are asking that you will help our unbelief. Help us in ways that we fall and falter. Ways that we take our focus and our eyes away from you and we begin to look at our inadequacies. We begin to look at our weaknesses and at our faults. Or when we even swing to the other extreme and we begin to look at what is going well, the strength that we have. Maybe our beauty, the fact that we have money or we are able to meet our needs, the fact that we have results on our jobs. Lord, we ask that you will help us. Help us to know that our confidence cannot be in any other thing except the Lord Jesus. Lord, help us to remember always that the only way to keep on this path of life, to keep on this journey, this race of faith, is to keep our confidence in the Lord Jesus. Not in our struggles, not in our, in our victories, but upon the Lord Jesus. Help us also, Lord, areas in our lives where we are beset with one sin or one entanglement or 
the other. Lord, we ask that you will help us to continually strip ourselves of these things in the name of Jesus. Help us to put our full weight upon the Lord Jesus. Our full weight upon the Lord Jesus. We know that faithful is he who has promised who also will do. You that started this journey with us, you that started us on this journey, you are faithful. You have kept us up until now. We know that you are faithful to keep us all the way. And this day, Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. We pray, Lord, that you will help us with the different struggles that we might have right now. Lord, we ask for help. We ask, Lord, let help come out of Zion for each one of us in the different aspects of our lives, oh God, where strength is needed. Lord, we ask that strength will come to us. Let help come to us in the name of Jesus. Our focus, oh God, our desire is that we will live all of our lives pleasing you. We will live all of our lives bringing delight to your heart continually in the name of Jesus. Help us to recognize that we have been crucified for Jesus. In every way that our flesh wants to come alive again, our desires want to come alive again, desire to satisfy ourselves, to do things our own way, to have things our own way, especially when you, have, you don't want those things for us. Lord, we pray that you will help us, oh God, to continually choose you, to choose the way of the Lord, which is the way of wisdom. It is the way of peace. It is the way of victory. Lord, help us to consistently choose your way, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we receive capacity, Lord. Having gone through this, this study, we ask in the name of Jesus that we'll continually draw strength as we remember, as we go through the pages of the scriptures and we see all of these people. You will continually minister live unto us in the name of Jesus to keep going on this journey, oh God, assured of victory in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll thank you. We'll bless your holy name for we are prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.